Camo and Redmond are the thong slappers. They're two blokes making lots of noise but getting nowhere fast. Hey everyone, it's Simo and welcome to number 29, yes 29, can you fucking believe that, of our short story series we call To The 60. Now, Redmond has actually done a bit of an ode to our accountant Winston in this one and it's titled Britannia. As much as Winston busts their balls harder than a sledgehammer onto a block of wood, he's a good guy and I'm really glad that Redmond has given him the kudos he deserves. So we hope you enjoy it. Thanks. This piece I call Britannia, subtitled The Wicket Keeper. It's a piece I wrote for a great friend of mine and my personal accountant, Winston. He's a lovely old Englishman that was born in 1950s in England. His claim to fame is he's the only wicketkeeper ever to be banned from county cricket for life. He pulled a pistol on the umpire after a dodgy LBW decision. Okay, so get your cucumber sandwiches and your cup of tea. Here we go, Britannia, subtitled The Wicketkeeper. The wicketkeeper rides his Triumph Bonnie down from London to Brighton for a game of cricket on the weekend with the old chaps. The rolling green lawns of this majestic old home are surrounded with bougainvillea and wisteria weaved plane trees. In the centre is a manicured cricket pitch. A cold and deep stream flows down from the mountain carrying fallen leaves of the willow trees that line the mossy green banks. A fine old butler serves me crisp cucumber sandwiches, then fills the china cups with steaming hot Earl Grey tea. The Duke and Duchess join in the afternoon's play. The Duke bowls a splendid spell of five overs at three for seventeen. As the chill of the evening approaches, they retire to the house to wash up for dinner. A hearty and delicious bowl of bird nest soup is placed before each guest, and soon the silverware is put to the test. Succulent pheasant with a thick gravy main course follows. An hour later, and each diner reclines in good health at the conclusion of the meal. The mirth and friendship from a terrific game of cricket and wonderful meal soon has the satisfied group joining in together to enjoy the company and relive the deeds of the pitch. The group adjourn to the drawing room, where the men proceed to smoke and take a taste of the host's port. The ladies are sitting on the Chesterfield sofa, alternating between whispers and mock surprise, as they raise their gloved hands to shock faces as news of the latest scandal swiftly passes between the group. The night progresses, and our gentlemen now have scotch swaying in their tumblers as they physically reenact the best shots and catches of the day's play. As will happens, past games come down from the legend to be dusted off and exercised. As midnight makes its announcement on the silver chime bells of the mahogany grand clock, the guests slowly and politely make their farewells and thank their host. Contently they make their way along the candlelit hallway to the sanctuary of the accommodation wing. Each room has a bricked fireplace. The crackle of the fire is counterpoint to the rain falling on the window pane as outside the heavens open up and send down the gifts that keep this property green and fertile. The wicket keeper feels his head sink deeply into the pillow as he wearily drags up the covers of duck down from his feet up over his chest and is soon fast asleep with dreams of Camelot and Guinevere take him to sleep. Written by Redmond for my great friend Winston. So there you go. He truly is a great English bloke who can be a gentleman when he needs to be a gentleman, can be a badass motherfucker when he needs to as well. Anyway, we'll catch you for episode 37 of our regular podcast soon. Thank you. Thank you.